hello, and welcome back to another episode of See You on the Mat. Today is our final episode with Megan for the last conversation that we had. I split up our conversation that was three hours long into three segments, and this is the final segment. It's a little longer than both the other episodes because the conversation we were having ended with the social media conversation and just went into a whole conversation about self-acceptance. And as I was editing this back, it just, I was learning so much re-listening to it and editing it again. It's funny when you have those moments, you hear it when you're, you're going through it, you have the conversation, but you don't hear everything. And so being able to listen back to this myself was really awesome. So enjoy. I hope you take something away from this. Maybe listen to it a couple times. I do that sometimes with podcasts that I'm getting stuff from, I'm expanding from. So I hope that you do the same. Megan and I are talking again soon. So know that she will be back. It's been so fun. And if you didn't know already, there is, I put these episodes because we recorded them on Zoom so you can see our faces. <laughs> I put these on YouTube as well. So if you want to listen on YouTube, um, go support, hang out. Just my YouTube, Kai Dalborup, <laughs> and you'll find it. Maybe some other KDH things like a strength flow class and some other things in there, some vlogs that I used to do. Oh boy. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoy this last final episode of our conversation and I'll see you on the other side. Yeah. And all you really have to do is like, like work on clearing those things Mm. and think about how much more free you can show up. Cause I don't think it's about like whether you show up on Instagram or TikTok or whether you show up like whatever you're saying. Right. It's just about how you like feel when you show up. Dude, the more I think about it, the more I'm kind of like, I think it's a reflection of my life in two. Social media? How I show up. You know, mm-hmm. like I feel like it's a reflection of how I'm feeling freedom wise in my life. Like I feel like when I'm at home, I can show up freely because this space, it's my, in human design, my mountains, my space of freedom, but in a lot of other aspects of where I live and my life as it is right now, I don't, I have a lot of beliefs that are like running my life in a lot of ways. I, for example, this is just fresh because it happened yesterday, went out for a friend's birthday and it was a bunch of girls. It was like 10 girls. And I knew, I knew some of them, but no one really well other than the birthday girl. And it was an opportunity for me to, you know, meet more people, make more friends. We know that friendship is a thing for me. Um, and I felt I was in my head the whole time. Like I'm trying so hard to be present in these moments and to, to like, be like, you're a badass. Don't worry about what you're assuming other people are saying about or thinking about you or like what you're, how you're coming off. Mm-hmm. Because in my head, I'm always like, was that weird? Like, was that inappropriate? Am I going to say something that's wrong? Like, are these people mm-hmm. going to judge me? And as soon as I started drinking, a lot of those things kind of started to fade away. And I felt a little bit more comfortable, but I was like, dang, you know, I get why people drink because a lot of like, it makes, it gets people out of their head. Yeah. Um, but I wish that I could just show up here right now and not feel tense and I think that's coming off too, just in general through social media, I guess. I don't know. I had this exact same conversation with a client this week about alcohol. And it's really interesting that you bring it up because the whole, what, you know, what we kind of were able to find was that like this client created a persona about themselves their whole life. Like, this is who I am. I'm introverted or whatever it is. Mm. This is who I am. This is who I am. This is who I am. And it's not who they are. And they felt as soon as they drink, like more extroverted, more free. And, you know, when we dug down into it, it was just like, 
the introvert piece of it is just feeling like people are going to judge you for saying the wrong thing or doing something that's like, quote unquote, weird. Right. And the alcohol helps you release that. And people, you see that when it's kind of released, people love you, people accept you and you think it's the alcohol, but it's really this release of that box that you've put yourself in. 100%. I was noticing that yesterday. I was like, dude, you were probably being more yourself. I was fully. I was like not worried about what other people were thinking. I was like, if it's, if they think that way, it's on them. And it's not like I was getting fucked up. And I was, I also don't drink that much. And I think I also have a thing about alcohol where like, I fear that I'm boring when I don't drink and like too uptight thinking about other people too much. And then also I used to be super extra, like I had that person out that, um, what you were just saying about having that definition for yourself. I had that perception of myself all until I moved of being the super extroverted, like happy, go lucky, do whatever you want to do. Enjoy. I can make friends anywhere personality. And then I moved and I had no friends and then also went through a couple friend breakups and then started dating somebody where like all of that, you're just like with one other person and he is relatively introverted. So we, you know, I, I really leaned into my introversion, introvertedness. And now it's really hard for me to get out of my head in those social situations. And it's so true that like, like wanting to be under the influence, which is not something that I really like to be, but I, but you're craving the way that you feel like the person that you are, which is a release from being afraid to be who you are. And then also knowing that if I do drink, people aren't judging me for not drinking. And then I'm accepted because I'm doing what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, I, I used to drink a lot, Yeah, a lot. Um, it was, that was actually part of who I was. Like it was something that I attached myself to yeah. and, um, I couldn't not drink because it was, you know, part of my persona that mm-hmm. I displayed to the world. And, it was the same thing that I had to do with social media. Like I had to just stop completely, completely stop and really figure out what, what was going on, you know, like what, what is it about this thing? Why am I attaching myself to this thing? Mm. Um, and now it's at, it's like, it doesn't give me energy. It like makes me exhausted when I drink Mm -hmm. now because I've, I've, I know who I am and I show up who I am and yeah, I still have to like work through shit that comes up and I still have like, I'm still in my head sometimes when I'm meeting new people. But at the end of the day, like the whole point I think is to, is if you know that you want to like show up to a party and not drink and be yourself and be happy and say whatever's on your mind and not like worry about what people are thinking about you. Mm. Like you can do that. It's just, you have to figure out like, what is it that's stopping you from doing that? Alcohol is a strategy. Yeah. It's not like, it's, it's just a strategy for like feeling a way that you don't feel in your real life. But if you can figure out what's holding you back in your real life, you can be that way all the time. And then you can show up that way, no matter what, whether it's in person on social media, when you're just chilling at home or when you're around like 500 people, it's just being who you are and being comfortable with that. I remember having a thought yesterday being like, okay, Kaya, be yourself, be yourself. And I was like, but what, who's that? <laughs> like in this situation, what am I supposed to be doing? Like, how am I supposed to show up as myself? How am I supposed to chill the fuck out right now? Like, am I supposed to say anything? Like, what, what am I supposed to do? And, and that's what stops you. Yeah, totally. Of who I'm it's supposed you, to be. In it's that. you not, you believing that you don't know who you are, <laughs> you know? Mm, yeah. Or there's something in there probably about like, wanting people to accept you and not believing that you are enough. And so you're like, what should I be doing? Yeah. 
What should I I be saying? What do people want to hear? I see other people being themselves or what I perceive to be free in themselves in those situations. And I'm like, I wish I had that confidence to do that and to just like not care about other people in there. I don't, dude, I don't know, man. It sucks because I don't think I, I never used to be like this in high school and in college. Like I never used to fully, other than around boys, but I feel like I never really used to think too deeply about what other people were thinking about me, except for my study abroad because everyone partied so much and I didn't. Oh my God. Oh, dude. And now so many of my friends here party a lot and I don't. And then I feel like I'm not enough. I like to go out to get a drink, but then also like money stuff comes into play because I'm pretty broke still because I'm running my own business (laughs) and it's growing slowly and I don't have any room for outside expenses. And then, you know, going out for drinks is fun and free, but it's expensive and I don't have Oh my God, so many beliefs surrounding this shit, dude. Wow. I think another hard thing, and this is just something that I've been dealing with a lot lately too, is just like when you're, we talked, I think we talked about this in our group coaching call too, which is like when you're younger, like you are put in environments like school, college, whatever, where you like are surrounded by people that are going through the same shit as you like the same phase of their life, the same wavelength. And so it's very easy to like meet people that you connect with, you know, because like, especially in college, because you're just all like so happy to be fucking like free and out of your, out of the house. And like, you can do whatever you want essentially. So you're just thriving off of that freedom energy. Yeah. And you go out into the world after that and if you're, especially if you're starting your own business and you're not like working in an office with a bunch of people that are on the same wavelength or whatever as you, like it feels lonely. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, doing this work, doing this work on your mind and really working to reprogram and then going to a party where nobody's doing that work Yeah. And know everybody like the things that that group might care about is so far from what you now care about. And it feels like you're an outsider, you know? Yeah. So it's it's also like it's more difficult just in general as an adult to find people that you vibe with and like people that you want to spend your time with and people that like want to do the same things as you and talk about the same things as you like that's that in general is difficult, especially if you move to a different state, you know, like all of that shit is hard. And then on top of that, your like priorities and your values and the things that you care about are so significantly different from what the majority of the world cares about that it just feels like isolating in a way. How do I how do I show up as myself when I know that these people won't understand me? Yeah. And it's just having to be Dude. Yeah. It you have to you and that is where you have to see that like it's not about like and this is this is the work that has to be done is like I have to accept myself. Yo. I have to not seek outside validation from these random people or these people that don't have the same priorities as me. I have to see that they have these priorities and that's okay. That's wonderful. That's beautiful because that's what they love and care about. And that's cool. It's not what I love and care about, but how do I show up there? I mean, we were talking about this at the beginning, right? It's this group think thing. It's like people all thinking in the same way and you feel some sort of like acceptance in that sense. Yeah. Like, and so if you don't actually feel that way, you'll find yourself like shape-shifting and drinking and talking about things that you don't like to take shots. Exactly. And talking about shit you don't care about, like doing those kinds of things to fit in and be accepted because that's where you're, you feel like, you know, you need that validation or you need that value. But then you yeah. go home at night and you feel exhausted because you were just for the past couple of hours being somebody that you're not. 
dude I think that's one of the things that I haven't actually like worked on is who I am I mean I've I've been doing a lot of work of what I want and like you know like I mean that's a whole that I have a whole nother like thought also, process like, not on. defining that's myself yeah. by anything because then that I think is the problem yeah because when yeah. you were saying like oh I showed up at this party and then I had to say like be yourself be yourself but who is that it's like this this that's how you make yourself get stuck totally because you're like okay I have to define who I am that's so funny because when I said that I was like but who am I then I was like literally you'll figure it out in the moment <laughs> like, you are who react, you are yeah you are react who you intentionally are. react from your soul react like you're not going to be able to define that now you have to do that in those moments of interacting with other people but then I was well, just like standing in the corner like am I it's ah. this like thing that's <laughs> undefinable yeah as it should be we shouldn't be able to like excuse me we shouldn't have to define ourselves because then we we you put yourself in a box and then yeah. you feel like you've got to show yourself like that to the world always when really all you have to do is just accept yourself for who you are the fact that you haven't done this work it doesn't mean that after you do that work you're gonna know you're gonna be able to define yourself it's just yeah. that you like know you learn a little bit more about yourself you grow a little bit more you expand a little bit more but it doesn't mean that who you are right now isn't like who you are <laughs> mm. yeah that's a lot of work I haven't done of accepting accepting myself like I've done a lot of work on understanding myself mm -hmm. but a lot not a lot of and I mean I like subconsciously accept it I think but it's like not that deep like you good like you're fine you're wonderful you got this I mean some of it is and like the business world it's like you got this in a kind of like like casual you got this like you'll be fine of course you little bit everything always works out because mm -hmm. i do believe that i've seen you know how life always the universe always has a plan and i'm not even a plan but just like the universe is the universe is there and and at this point all of the shit that i've gone through has brought me here and i'm still here so like i know i'm gonna be able to survive anything but it's that that deeper acceptance with other people in your life, you're not questioning who you are. You're just there accepting you and accepting others. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that's like the hardest challenge because yeah. we are like born and trained to look to other people. Yeah. For acceptance yes. and validation and for feeling good and for you know, I mean, literally since you're a kid, you are trained to look to your parents for like what's right and what's wrong. You're trained to look to your teachers for what's, what's the right answer. What's, what's the wrong answer? How should I behave in this yeah. specific setting? You are trained to look outside of yourself for the answers and through that validation. And so you show up in front of people. I mean, it's like the ultimate test going to a party where you don't know anybody. Yeah. It's the ultimate test to see, okay, do I, have I, have I reprogrammed enough? Have I done enough of that? Like understanding of who I am and accepting of who I am to be able to show up and not look to these people for any kind of validation or any kind of feeling that like, I'm good. And I'm mm. who I I'm, I'm great the way that I am. You know, and a lot of it is needing to continuously put yourself in those situations, you know, because a lot of people avoid that. Huh. I wouldn't say I'm avoiding it because I feel like lately <laughs> and just, I guess, over the last three years, I feel like five years um, just have been in uncomfortable situations with people that aren't my people. I mean, they're my people now, but like also they're not my people that I grew up with. And I think there's that safety and that knowledge of I knew who I was then. But I think if I were to ask, like go back and ask myself in high school and college, like, who are you? I would be like, I have no fucking clue. Who are you? <laughs> like, you tell me, who am I now? But I, I look back fondly on those years as not thinking as much about, mm, I, that's not necessarily true, but like, 
with the people that I was around the most or not thinking about who I am being. Yeah. Yeah. You were way, way less in your head. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess I kind of have always been in my head around people that I'm not super comfortable with. Boys I had a crush on, the popular kids, the people that I like wanted to be seen by and feel accepted by family even because I don't live close to my external or my Mm -hmm. extended family. I want them to love and accept me for me. And then I'm not myself, but with like my parents, with my friends that I am comfortable with, that I look at as an even playing field. There's no power dynamic in my head. And you feel like so much more free. Oh yeah. I don't Because you've got this, like, you've got this like knowing that it's safer. It's safer. They're going to accept me, you know? Yeah. But I think the other thing is like, why, what are you afraid of is going to happen if they don't? Yeah. Because that's, that's what's going on. It's like, you are comfortable being yourself around people that you know are going to accept you no matter what. Yeah. What is it that you're afraid of will happen if you're not accepted? Mm -hmm. And this brings it all back to this like trigger space, right? It's like this, like your whole body reacts to it of the idea of not being accepted it's a survival thing so you have to kind of understand like what is it about this Mm. this piece of not being accepted that scares like scares me to death yeah yeah and is my decision to want to move home a reflection of that is that me running away not really kind of but not really I want to be in the trees again (laughs) I want to be not around people anymore as many people. I think you'll, you'll figure that out. Like, you know, when you get there, that's always a, there's always something that you can ask yourself, like, am I doing this for the wrong reasons? Or am I doing this? Like there's, but there's no way that you're going to know. It's like, that's too much to put on yourself is to like constantly be questioning every decision that you're making. And if you're (laughs) making it from the right place, the whole point that we're talking about accepting of yourself is just accepting of yourself, whether you're doing something that's going to be, you know, uh, whether it's going to be good for you or bad for you, it's going to be good for you because you're going to figure it out. You're going to grow. You're going to move forward. So it's like, you can't, this this is the big piece too, is like avoiding these situations because you're afraid of something that's not actually going to kill you. Yeah. And you're afraid of being right. You're afraid of being wrong. Like you're just, you live in this like state of chronic fear and the strategy is avoidance. And then you just can never work through anything. That's the whole point is to just live you know, live. It's funny. I do. When I do think about when we're going to move home, I think about the environment and that's what I'm excited for. Like the, if the physical, like trees, water, just the environment and energy of the Pacific Northwest, not even like it's a plus that will be near friends and family. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's when I think about it, I'm like, it's not me running away from this situation though. I know I'll feel relief But at the same time, we're likely going to be moving to a place that's new for me again. Like, yeah, it's in the same state that I grew up in, but it's not it's not near my friends and family. It's near my boyfriend's friends and family again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I'm going to be in that whole environment again. But it'll be it'll be continuing to learn. And I think that I think the we, we talked about this in the beginning, like if you're afraid of like that, you're running away from something, right. It's like, what, what's going on where you're at, you know, Mm. what can I do now to work through that? Because otherwise it's going to follow me. Mm. Like you can't think that moving away is going to just make, is going to make anything better. Mm -hmm. It could temporarily. Right. But like, what is it about the needing to move right now that, I'm going to feel like myself. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's what it is. That's the work that you can do now, you know, like just trying to understand, okay, what is it that's making me want to leave? What do I think I'm going to get out of leaving that I can't get right now? Because that's just in your head. I like think back to this feeling of being at home 
and also just so I went home maybe a month ago I was back in Seattle and it was just this beautiful time to be home and I was in the midst of reading the power of now the first time and just was like I'm gonna go home and I'm just gonna be fully present here and I'm not I'm gonna take any pressure off of what I want out of being home I'm gonna take the pressure off of you know what I expect it to be like and I'm just gonna be here and appreciate it for as it whatever it is and when I did that I was like oh this is a feeling that I want to have forever <laughs> and like this feeling of knowing um I had this very strong feeling of like this is who I am being in that space and I think that's what I'm I'm craving whoa and that I that feeling can happen anywhere I have to remember that that feeling can happen here I think environment is I don't know you can you can tell me your opinion on this I think environment is important I think it does as much as I love Southern California I don't love how dry it is here and the lack of green landscape I think that's something that I'm very used to obviously from home and so maybe that's also part of it is like it's a reflect like green equals home and comfort and that's mm -hmm. not here so this isn't home what is home though right yeah home is safety yeah why don't you feel safe the first thing that popped into my head was because I don't feel like myself but I, I don't know if that's just because we've been talking about that or if that's like the oh, real, you know, yeah. because down here, I don't feel what is safety. What is unsafe? What do you safety feel like provides the safety in like physically in Washington that doesn't provide the same safety in California? What, what is it when you think of safety? Like, what do you see? my family and familiarity okay. mm -hmm. and what is it about your family that makes you feel safe mm. is it the fact that they accept you for who you are no matter what Dude. do you feel like you can be more yourself yeah I feel like yes and no I mean yes personality wise I think that's a big thing I think there's still one thing and we worked on it actually or I worked on it while I was home last of the mindset things because they're not there yet mm -hmm. and they haven't done any of this work and i always want to be like this is like this is how this could help you and yeah this is you do. and they're like shut the fuck up <laughs> i don't want to hear about it um but yeah i feel like it's a place of people that accept me for who i am and know me i perceive that people that i surround myself with here don't maybe that was also a projection of like not projection but like part of why I've chosen people that I presume don't accept don't that's not necessarily true I feel like everyone I know they're accepting I don't know I think the the real thing and you tell me if this is this feels right to you but it's like these the people accept me so and that makes me feel more myself like I feel like I can be who I am more because I know that they will accept me. Mm, yeah. So it's like an unlocking of yourself, your like true freedom, child personality. Yeah. Like there's an unlocking of that around. I get the same way around my family. Cause I, I don't, I don't know why it's just like, that's, it's a, it's a unlocking. Right. And also maybe it's a stability, not necessarily stability thing. Well, yeah, I guess stability thing where these people have seen you as that freedom child. And they were there through all of that. Mm -hmm. And so being that is easier because they've, they've, they were there for the birth of it and mm -hmm. supported it and nurtured it. I will say though, with the environment, like the trees and everything, that's still like, that was what was so crazy for me. The most recent time I was there was I actually connected with the earth energy when I was home. And I was trying to do that here. And I've, I just haven't, the only connection that I feel I have with the environment here is with the actual palm trees and with the ocean itself, mm -hmm. but everything else, I'm just like, mm, I don't feel the same, like 
maybe also supportedness of the familiarity of the environment of the landscape of Washington mm. because I, or of, of Western, Western central, whatever, Washington. I think that like we're drawn to certain places at certain points in our lives, like certain environments and the energy of a place is like so important mm -hmm. for wherever you're at. Mm -hmm. in your like journey, you know, I was obsessed with San Diego and it yeah. like lit me the fuck up. And then the last time that I went back there to visit, I couldn't wait to get back to Bend, you know, but it doesn't mean that I'm going to be in Bend forever. It doesn't mean that it's like, I'll never go back to San Diego. Like I, I think it's just, you have to trust that your, in, your intuition is going to guide you where you need to go for that specific part of your life. But I don't think that it means that you can't still experience the same kind of freedom, self-acceptance without an environment. I don't think that you need anything external mm. to allow you to get to that space. And that's why I ask those questions because it's mm -hmm. like, yes, this is going to, this is where my, my gut is leading me. And this is like where my energy I know is going to thrive, but like, what can I do now to, to let my energy thrive now? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't need to leave this place or this relationship or this job in order to accept myself and to be okay with who I am. And that's usually at the core of like all internal conflict or feeling stuck is just like, do I believe in myself enough do I trust myself enough to know that where I'm at is exactly where I'm supposed to be in this exact moment, surrounded by these exact people? Whatever I say is what I'm meant to say. Whatever I do is what I'm meant to do. Like, it's just me living in the moment, present, and that I can follow that every day that I wake up and not be living in this state of... I want to go back to the way that I was, or I need to, you know, speed up and get to this point in my life where I'm going to be at that point where I accept myself and believe in myself. Yeah. You know, it's all about the, the here and now, the here and now. And I, that was something that I had to learn through the process of moving because mm -hmm. I was, I was, I really wanted to be in San Diego and I really wanted to try and like bend, but my, like, I kept telling myself, like my heart, my soul, it's in San Diego. Like I need to be there. As soon as I like let go of that and just really accepted where I was and, and accepted who I was and what I was doing and all of that, like I fucking fell in love with this place. Yeah. And it doesn't, it's, it's, there's, it's like, San Diego was, I fell in love with that place too. And it doesn't mean that I don't love both places just differently, you know? So it's, I think that that's the whole point is like in every situation that we're in, whether it's like a career relationship, financial situation, like environment, any of that is just like, do I accept this? And why, and if I don't, why don't I? Yeah. What in my head is stopping me from, just being happy with where my life is right now. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. I think also kind of going, I was the opposite of you in your feeling of San Diego is where I'm supposed to be or not. Well, it, where my heart and soul is, I think I neglected I had this timeline for myself of like l trying California for longer, that I wanted to live here for a while. I wanted to be away from Washington. And I had this, uh, I had a, I wanted to be initially in LA for five years. Cause I was like, okay, that's not too far, but it's, it's still far enough when I first moved there that it felt, felt like a solid amount of time to grow. Um, and now I have been in Southern California for five years, not in LA, but I've been in Southern California. And I think I've had this, like, I put myself in a box of like, I need to live 
in Southern California for five years. Yeah. Yeah. For five years, but also like for whatever purpose too, of like initially was for being a photographer and now it's, you know, fitness industry and the people and the environment. And I, and I just have to be outside of, I just need to not live at home anymore. Mm -hmm. And when I went home and released all of that tension around where I needed to be, I was like, okay, I can accept that actually I love the state of Washington and I love the wilderness. And like, I, I rejected so much of what I grew up doing because I didn't want to be put in that box. But by doing that, I was putting myself in another box and you know, both can, both are true. I still love, you know, showing up and being a public person. I mean, I'm not a big public person, but I'm a public, I, I, I publicly share my life and I love doing that in a lot of ways. You could be an introvert and an extrovert. You can love Southern California and love Washington. You could love the rain and love the sunshine. You know, Mm -hmm. you could love the ocean and fucking love the, love the the mountains and love the the snow. Like there's no, this whole concept of like duality is so huge in our society and it's so ingrained in us too. Like, just because yes. I'm just because I decided that I'm going to move to a different environment, I can't now enjoy where I live currently. Like, mm. that's insane. Mm. You know, it's like everything is here to to help us grow and everything is here to help us expand and learn and yeah and thrive and just live. And by feeling like we're unsatisfied where we are, we have no, there's no possible way that we can enjoy our lives, you know? And we all live in this like futuristic, we've got to, we've got to achieve this. We've got to do this. We've got to do that in order to like feel happy when reality is like, you're, you can, if you don't let go of this duality concept, not you, but like just Right, right, right. Everyone, yeah, yeah. myself included, because I yeah. catch myself doing this all the time. But like knowing that a million things can be true at once and it doesn't yeah. just have to be right or wrong. And that, that actually just like doesn't exist. Um, that, that comes with the acceptance of yourself. Going back to what we were talking about earlier, like accepting mm-hmm. that I love home. And I also I'm not going to say I love San Diego. It's it's I love it more than I love L.A., but that I, you know, lived here. I don't know. It's, I was thinking about it too, because I think I left Seattle with a purpose, an external purpose. And when you do that, I think I'm starting to like heal that purpose, which is drawing me back to the place that I was before. Um, which is why I don't feel connected because I never came here for the connection with the place. It was always Mm. for that, to fulfill that purpose a validation of, of self <laughs> really. Mm-hmm. And to be yeah. seen. And I would say that like you be, you doing all this work of healing and like actually, you know, getting to this point where you're like, I don't need to be seen. And I recognize that I came here for external validation and I no longer need that. Yeah. I can go to where my soul is calling me. Yeah. And that's a really powerful place to be. You know, and that there's a, there's a a sense again of like, I've made the decision to move to the mountains and I know that that's what's right for me. I'm still going to enjoy every single fucking moment of my life up to that point. Yeah. You know, like I can still grow, I can still expand. and, And when I get there, it will be amazing, but it's also amazing right now. You know, the fact that I can walk out my front door and stare at the ocean and see that I'm on the edge of the world is fucking incredible. Yeah. You know, the fact that I can walk outside and see these insane mountains, like with snow on them. And I'm on the, I'm on the ground floor and there's no snow here. Like to be able to just like appreciate the whole world, you know, and creation. And that's all perspective. Yeah. It's what am I making this place also mean about me? Or like, what am I making 
what are you resisting about? Yeah. You know, like why, what is yeah. stopping me from seeing the beauty in this place, in this person, in this yeah. people like this job. Yeah. We've talked about this a lot before, but it's like, if you're, if you're good, you can be around anybody. You can be anywhere in the entire world and be completely a hundred percent like at peace with yeah. it and happy. And so if you're in a, a situation where you're resistant or you can't see like the beauty and the peace and the freedom and the calm in that, this moment, what's blocking you. Mm. And that's the opportunity for, for growth. Mm. Same thing with Instagram. Like if we circle it back to the business, yeah. Thing, yeah. it's just like, what is it about this moment that I'm not feeling like the beauty in it. Mm. Yeah. That's funny because I feel like when I came on your podcast and I did Andrea's, it was like, I loved Instagram and I talked about the beauty of it and that's all I would talk about. And now I'm like, I mean, I see the beauty in it, but also. <laughs> but it's a mindset thing, you yeah, know, it's like a thing totally. in your mind that's stopping you from being able to see the beauty. I don't think it has anything to do with like what you're doing. Yeah. I think it's just the way that you're making it mean something about you. That's stopping you from being able to accept whatever it is the fuck that you choose to do that day. Mm. For me with Southern California, it's me, this little voice in my head saying, I'm not this, I'm not this person. Like I, I don't, I don't vibe with it, I guess. I don't know. I'm not this. And so I'm making it mean all of the things that I am not, that yeah. I don't like, that I'm not related yeah. to, Yeah, you know? It's your, it's your like limited perception of a place and yeah. like who you think the people are in that place and, you know, mm -hmm. what you think that means about you. I'm going to have to do some journaling after this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, a lot of it she was just... And this is a whole expansion thing. And this is just like, I mean, it's kind of hard for people to do, but it's like, you have to believe, you have to see the world as like, not in these pockets, like not in these like stereotypical way been trained to think about the world. Like, oh yeah, California bros, you know, like surfer yeah. bros and like girls that care way too much about their bodies and things like, of course there are people like that in California, but there are also people lot about their careers and their jobs. And there's a lot of people that care about, um, you know, picking up after themselves and like caring for the environment. And there's mm -hmm. people that care about like hiking or rock climbing. Like there's just like their people are so versatile and like mm -hmm. different. And just because you have a, a stereotype or a belief in your head about the way that this group is or the way that this environment is, it doesn't mean that it's true. Like poor, poor California, you know, that it's like got this rap and a lot. And there's other people though, that don't even see that. So it's just really about like your perception. Yeah. <laughs> I do that with Chicago. Like yeah. I, I do that with Chicago all the time. I'm like, I could never move back there. Cause like everybody just, it just cares about their careers and like, that's who I used to be. And I don't want to be that anymore. And yeah. it's like, I care a lot about my fucking career now, like probably more than I did when I lived in Chicago. So what does that mean? And I also have to know that there, I have to remind myself, like there are people out there that are like, there are so many people out there that I love that are really wonderful and that are doing exactly what they want to do with their lives. And just because it's not what I want to do, it doesn't mean that they're wrong and I'm right. Or mm -hmm. that if I were to move back there, that my life would be complete shit. You know, yeah. it's just the way that we look at things. Do you ever fear losing yourself like that? Like that, that would mean you've, cause I think when I'm really hard on myself in moments when I'm not doing the work all the time, I'll be like, you lost it. <laughs> you used to be growing and now you're not. <laughs> But then I, I was just having this thought as you were talking about, you know, potentially the fear of losing who you f feel you are, which obviously is irrational because you're not, you're not going to be the growth process ebbs and flows. Like we go in phases of being really on top of it and really not caring as much. And all of that 
I'm so, me not caring as much now that I've started my growth. I mean, I've always been growing, but like this more dedicated growth process is still mm-hmm. higher than I was when I wasn't really like, I'm still growing there, consciously growing there, even though I'm not as conscious as I am when I'm deeply in it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think about how to answer. Like, like, do you feel, do you fear if you were to move back to Chicago in that in I would all revert of these, that you would revert? Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, I, I don't, but that is only because this is what I believe. And this is what I've seen. You know, I've seen this with you. I've seen this with everyone else that I've worked with for, you know, a long period of time is that you, the whole process of doing this work is about understanding who you are at your core, like understanding who you were put born to be, you know, not, and that has nothing to do with what you're going to accomplish in your career or, you know, what you're going to pass down to your children. It's just who you are as a fucking soul Mm -hmm. being, you know, and that is always a soul that is free, that does, that follows their gut, that trusts themselves, that believes in themselves wholeheartedly, that doesn't fear anything, you know, essentially. Mm -hmm. That's just like, constantly evolving and is just always like, I don't even know any other way to describe it than just like pure freedom. And I know, I know that that's who we all are at our core. And so I think that when you do this work, I know that when you do this work, you see that for probably the first time in your entire life. And then you do this work over and over and over again. And you unlock these like little pieces of who you are at that soul level. You can't go back. Mm, yeah. You can't not see that or experience that because it's not only just like a thing that's in your brain, it goes throughout your entire body. Like you've had this experience where you've like cleared something it's like this fucking euphoric, like calm. It's like a flush. It's it, yeah. And you're yeah. just like, holy shit. And you see the world shift Yeah, and you see yourself shift. And when you do that, I don't think there's any way that you can't ever not see that yeah. you can ignore it for sure. You know, like you can ignore it, but you have to choose to do that. Yeah. Consciously. And that I think is what's beautiful about this work is that like, it's like, it's beautiful. It's also really difficult because you can't undo any of it. There have been times when I've like seen when uh, we're talking about like friendships and groups and stuff, like I've seen other people not care about the stuff that I care about and not wanting to talk about the stuff that I could talk about for fucking 15 hours, you know, like I see that. And I, sometimes I would think to myself, like, oh, I just wish that I could go back and just not care. And so, and that comes usually comes from a place of me wanting to just fit in and me wanting people to accept me. Yeah. And that comes from, you know, a lack of acceptance of myself and who I am and in this moment. And so, um, even having those thoughts of like, I wish that I could go back is me knowing like I can't go back. Yeah. It's, it's a piece of me that's unlocked. I've had that fear before of like, I don't want to go back to Chicago, like even to visit after I've done this work, because I'm afraid that I'm going to start drinking heavily and like doing all this shit that, you know, I know didn't make me happy. And I've gone back and I've, I've done that stuff and I've, I've seen it and I've been like, this isn't who I want to be. This isn't what I want. And this isn't true to me anymore. And it doesn't make me think any less of the place, but it makes me way more fucking aware of myself. And it Mm. makes me learn more about myself. Mm. Have you been able to go back and not do those things? Yeah. Yeah. I think it gets easier every time. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But like the, yeah, yeah, the the first time that I went back, I just like, remember, I was just fell back into a lot of really old patterns and I left and I was just like, I don't want to do that ever again. 
Yeah. You know, and then the next time I went, I, you know, I fell back into a couple pattern. Like it just got right, yeah, less and less. Sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. I think when I first started coming back to Seattle after doing it, I was really excited to like be in that new environment. And then I didn't realize how different my mindset was from like, I was seeing mm -hmm. so many things that I wasn't expecting to see from other people. And then I went through this whole phase of being really insecure about where I was with my mindset and my growth. And then the last time I went back, I finally felt way more okay with where everybody else was and where I was. Yeah. There's like, and there's really like, there's no better feeling than that. I yeah. think is like being in this place of like fully accepting yourself, accepting everyone around you. Like that's, what presence is it's yeah. just like accepting of everything that's going it on is totally exactly yeah. and that's what like this whole like peace joy freedom excursion journey whatever is like it's that's what it's all about yeah um it's hard work for sure but I think that like I, at least for me it's been worth it's been worth all of it you know all oh, of yeah. the awareness all of the like pain, all of the moments of being triggered, all of the like nights that you spend alone, like all of it is worth it to be happy, like be happy in the moment and have yeah. like a clear mind. Yes, it is. It definitely is all worth it. On a somewhat unrelated note, when I was home, I felt more creative too. I was like mm. more inspired to show up and create there. I think that change in scenery and I was just feeling very connected and not even to create for my business, just to create for fun, which was nice, but dude. Yeah, it's always good to like to have those experiences. And I think a lot of that just comes from change. Yeah. You know, it doesn't always have to be like taking a trip, though, helps. It helps everybody, everybody. It's fucking yeah. why vacation exists. Like it helps you shift your perspective, even if just for a little bit. Um, and unlock like parts of you. Yeah. So it, it, that's why like all of this, like kicking yourself out of your comfort zone and shit like that. It's like really, it really is helpful. And it's cool to see what different things like unlock yeah. within you. Yeah. Yeah. I've been in such an uncomfort. I've been out of my comfort zone. I feel like for, I'm going to think back on this probably in 10 years and be like, you were so you're fine. Like you're, you were being so dramatic, but right now it feels like I've, I'm like not, I haven't been in my comfort zone in five years really it, other than when I'm home and with Tom, like that's when I feel or alone. That's like when I feel my most comfortable or in conversations like this, but I feel like I've been stepping outside of my comfort zone for a very long time. And I am learning so much about how I'm, I mean, in my comfort zone is when I started to come to you. So like I'm learning so much about myself and what I need. And now that that acceptance piece is something that I really want to hone in on and focus in on of just accepting. Cause I feel like you can accept your environment. You can accept where you are. Like you can accept the present moment, but that acceptance of who you are right now, we don't think about as often. We like say it, but we don't know what it means. Yeah. You know, or feels like. Yeah. Well, it's, it's the same thing. It's kind of the same thing with like when people tell you to just like, let it go. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you don't, that's not, there's more to that. Thank you. That's not fucking. Yeah. It's not a thing. I mean, yeah. it is if you do the work, but it's like, you can't just say, okay, I'm going to let it go. And then it goes away. You know, it gets pushed down inside of you and it's the same thing with like saying, okay, I'm accepting myself for who I am. I'm accepting myself for who I am. It's like, if you don't actually really like understand what you don't accept about yourself and like yeah. where that came from and like how that's showing up for you, if you don't understand that, then like, you're not actually accepting yourself. You're just like trying to trick your brain into, I've been doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all of that stuff is mindset shifting. It's yeah. all just like a lot of that is from at least what I've seen with clients is 
it's it has everything to do with like language and the words the words that you use in your head and the meaning that you've assigned to those words mm. so like for example um what's a good one like i'm a what give me one i i have one where i am i was thinking about this about my making mistakes and forgiving yourself episode i talked about how the verbiage of saying to yourself i'm not a bad friend switching it to just saying I'm a good friend because still having the bad your connotation around what a bad friend is or like mm-hmm. even though it's a double negative I don't know if that's the exact and a good example for what you were thinking but well um, yeah because those that's all about perspective too right like yeah. what is a good friend yeah like what is a good friend and who put that in who put those parameters in your head of what a good mm-hmm. friend is like is a good friend somebody that drops everything Okay, here we go. Is a good friend somebody that is going to drop everything no matter what they're doing for another person? Maybe not. Maybe that's not always true. Maybe this good friend needs to take care of themselves first before they can drop what they're doing for you. Like maybe the thing that they're doing is more important for them as a human being and their growth than it is for you. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's, it's the way that we assign meaning. And sometimes you dropping what you're doing for that person might not be the best thing for that person. So I, it's understanding what you're like, it's like, what is, what is success? What is failure? What is, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. a loser? That's a good one. Like mm-hmm. I'm a loser. Why is that a bad thing? Like, what are you making loser mean about you that's making it a bad word Mm -hmm. you know oh well people don't like me well why don't people like you oh because I say I say things like I don't have a filter I just say things that come to mind people don't like that about me okay well that's just like a people's perception of you you know like that's just what people see in the societal rules that have been laid out since you were born, but it doesn't mean that you are a loser. It doesn't mean that being a loser is a bad thing. You speak your fucking mind. Like that's the shift. You have to be able to see those things and say the words that people have used to put me down, number one, aren't true. And number two, they can be shifted to be seen in a more positive light that makes you understand yourself more and makes you accept yourself more. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It definitely does. I think that the way you speak to yourself and define things, I think, yeah, the way that you speak to yourself is very important. And the way that you define words that you've defined yourself by is where that's, that shift definitely comes in. And that's a good, I mean, that's just like a good exercise to do. If you're yeah. like, if, if you are going to do it after this. <laughs> yeah. If you're like, if you've done some of this work and you under, you know how to define what, what the belief is that you've, that you've created, what are you making that mean about yourself? I'm a bad friend. Write that down. Like, what does that mean? Why are you a bad friend? Why do you oh, think you're a bad friend? That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I don't define any of my friends friendships. I don't define any of them. I look at them all. Any person in my life that is my friend is a good friend. And so I have this definition for myself of what I assume other people Mm -hmm. need in a friend. And that's where that good friend, bad friend comes in. I don't look at anybody else in my life and judge their friendship toward me and don't expect anything of them. Honestly, like I have a lot of friends that, or a couple friends that you know, won't text me back after months and months or whatever. And I'm like, well, you're busy. Honestly, like I'm also not texting back all the time. I don't keep in touch with people as frequently as I think other people feel they should or whatever. So yeah, it's just these like parameters that we put around these words. Friend, a partner is a really good example too. Yeah, Like you're not being a good partner to me. Well, what does that mean in your head? What is a good partner? What's a good partner in your eyes? You know, 
And you can see when you write all that shit out, like you can sometimes if you if you're used to doing this kind of work, you can tell like where that came from. Yeah, I was going to say you have to make sure you are clear on what that is too, like what the beliefs behind what the definition of a partner is for you. Yeah, if you've if you've done the work, you're able to see that clarity or that difference in what's a belief and what's actually clear. I've done a lot of that stuff on like my past relationships. Like the things that used to trigger me in my past partners. You were, you're doing this recently. I've done that. Yeah. I mean, it was probably like months ago, but yeah, like not in them, like not in the moment, not in the moment. Like, cause that's a lot of, you know, a lot of shit that comes up in current life is from past. I mean, it's all from your past. past. It's all from your past. (laughs) So like, if you can, you know, take the time to go back and look at some of these things, some of these situations or experiences that you had and do that, do the mindset work, right? Understand, okay, what was I making that mean about me? You can just, you see yourself in that past self yes, from such a different perspective. You know, you're like, oh, you poor fucking girl. Like you were just, you didn't believe in yourself and you just didn't, you didn't think that you were good enough. And like, you just didn't think that you were worth it. And so you would get mad when he wouldn't pick you up from work. Mm. You know, like you would get mad when he would say that he was going to do something and then he didn't do it. Like, because you, you felt like if he actually did it, that that meant that you're good enough or that meant Mm. that you're worth it. Mm. And you just didn't have enough belief in yourself Mm. to see that. You know, and it helps you heal from those relationships too. I think you stop saying like, oh, this person was like a horrible, toxic, shitty person. And you just see that like your expectations were for this person to fulfill these things that you didn't believe about yourself. Mm. And when they didn't do that, it fucking triggered the shit out of you. Yeah. (laughs) And I will say that I'm sure there's other experiences that are a little bit more traumatizing that are toxic so that's not every every relationship but in an experience like this I think. this was my experience yeah, yeah yeah I think that's fair and I think a lot of people actually have that too you know um, well and again like every experience that you have is you're making it mean something about you so yeah. the process of healing from anything is all about understanding that understanding what you're making this mean about you and what you felt like you didn't have yeah. And what you it's, needed. I was thinking about the situation I talked about in the making mistakes and forgiving yourself episode that we've talked about friendship wise. And one thing that I've actually never dove into is my why for the situation that I was in. Like, why did I do that? I've talked about the why it was like, I wasn't doing it to hurt anybody, but mm-hmm. I haven't, I haven't actually dove into myself of why did I make that decision? And I think a lot of it comes down to, I didn't feel value. I could, I didn't show myself value or worth when it came to partnership, especially and relationships specifically, because I had never really been in a, a real long-term relationship and all the mixed messages of wanting to be cool and fuck around and do what you want to do but then also still wanting to be seen and heard and valued and whatever. I think all of that, those deep insecurities, though I felt free in that moment were why, you know, and thinking there's a lot of like thinking about other parties and situations that you've been in of thinking about like, well, no, obviously I wasn't doing anything to hurt you. Or like if I'm in a fight with Tom, it's like, I'm not saying these things to, I don't actually want to hurt you, but I don't always think about why I'm triggered or why I'm hurt or why I did. I made that mistake. Why I did that action. Yeah. That pain body was, or like just saying like, Oh, why did I act that way? When I, when I was so fucking angry that I was crying in a public place or that I was like screaming at someone in a public place. Like, yeah. Why? What about that situation? made me feel so devalued and made my self-worth feel so like low that I had that reaction. 
and it's, it's, it's kind of hard to look at because you just like, especially from a place of so much growth, but you have to look at it to be like, Oh my God. Okay. Well, we've, we've worked on that. Like we've healed that. And now we can see, and now we can accept that person for who they were. And we can accept who I was at that time. And I can accept all of the, all the other things that I used to keep me from healing that experience and I can heal and I can move forward. And I, and then I don't bring that fucking trauma into my current life or my current relationships. Yeah. You know, totally. so it's all the same thing. It's just yeah. a different approach of getting there. Wow. We've covered a lot today. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely going to have like, to, you're going to have to split this up for sure. I'm probably going to make it three podcasts, yeah. honestly, because most of my podcast episodes are like 35 minutes. <laughs> so yeah. we talk for almost three hours. That's insane. We always do. I know. Needed though. I'm glad that we got to, to have this chat. Me too. Um, it's fun. Thanks for doing it. Yeah. Let's do a little closeout. So uh, thanks, Megan. Thanks for joining. You're welcome. Thank thanks you for, for having me. It. it was fun. It was a, always is fun. Such a good chat. Um, where can people find you? Do you have availability? Can people work with you? drop the TikTok. we want to see <laughs> oh god yeah so um instagram is where you can like get to all of my shit even though i am not i'm not actively um posting there right now but i still go in there so um my link is in my bio for my website and if you are interested i do um, one-on-one coaching right now. I'm not doing any group. It's just private one-on-one coaching. Um, you can book a free discovery call. And from there, we'll talk about like, you know, where you're at, where you want to go. And, um, we'll talk about options for working together and moving forward after that. Uh, you can follow me on my Instagram. It's Megan Conley coaching. I think my TikTok is Meg X Conley. I'm pretty sure 90, 90% sure that that's what my username is. Um, and that's where I'm posting most of my content now. And that's just a whole range of holistic health and mindset stuff. It's Meg X Conley. Okay. Yeah. Meg X Conley. And then if you want to just go directly to my website, it's Megan Conley coaching. Yeah, that's where you can find me. I love it. Go hit her up, you guys. Oh, and I'll put all of that information in the description of this episode. So you can look for, I'll give the links to the things. Um, And if you're part of the KDH community and you want to do a little combo of our work together, Megan is usually a part of my resets that I do. So she did the summer reset, came in and we did a cooking class her knowledge on food and nutrition is just so valuable and wonderful and not something that we hear a lot um, and aligns obviously with what we do at KDH. And then she also does a group coaching call, which is usually just fantastic. We had such a fun, a fun session last time. Um, so yeah, stay tuned. The next reset is likely going to be in July. I haven't confirmed with Megan if she's available, but hopefully she is. <laughs> yeah, I will be. And, yeah. Um, amazing. So thank you guys so much for being here and see you on the mat. <laughs>